Arr, grog. Right, I'm going to move, mute myself. Hold on. Sip of water. Mm-hmm. A sip of water. Not that it does any good. And energy. Energy, come people. On. Come up, on. Up, 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 Unique up. New York. Unique New York. <laughs> Ellie's elegant elephant. I'm fucking knackered. Yeah, exactly. Right, so it's it's uh, 21, 22 seconds now. Let's not see it tick over to 46 minutes. Um, I'm knackered as well as what I'm saying. I Kerry. honestly didn't know you'd press go. Sorry. Oh, no, 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 I'm not. I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't hectoring you. I was just sort of like agreeing I'm tired, but in a very roundabout yeah. way. Um, right. Keep all that in. <laughs> uh, Hey everyone, it's Peter Fickling, Kerry Warbus and Matthew Weir. Uh, sorry. Hey everyone, it's the Sideshed Podcast. It's me, Peter Fickling. Hey everyone, <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> That's the best one yet. Yeah. Keep that in. Hello everyone, it's the Sideshed Podcast with me, Kerry Warbus, and Peter, me, Peter Fickling. Me, Peter and Fickling. Oh, Matthew, you interrupt me, <laughs> twat. <laughs> People like continuity. They want my soothing nasal wine. To introduce the show, guys. Mm. So, oh well, that's um, gone to yeah. pot, hasn't it? So, anyway, sex noises. Well, no, I was going to my my shitty intro was going to be like, "Have you two been ever been on the job while we've been doing the podcast?" Like, you know, Matthew's on mute quite a lot of the time. Does that might explain, you know, what's going on? Jesus Christ! You think I masturbate while I do this podcast? Um, Matthew's got a pretty sexy voice. Is that what you mean? <laughs> no, no. I was just thinking about Tracy. She tried to get on the job at work. I mean, that was agonizing for me to listen to to hear tracy bullied into doing something so stupid and i don't really feel like she's that stupid anyway i didn't think it just mm. seemed completely implausible to me that tracy would go along with it but you know it was i guess it was a sort of supposed to be a kind of silly slash fun plot that kind of moved their relationship on and put mm. sort of some jeopardy in there anyway I, I i had a lot of trouble with it yeah oh, jazz's um role play voice scared quite a few people <laughs> on twitter well he was unrecognizable in the uh mysteries to me until i oh. found out who he had actually been playing so when he when he became mm. um denim what was his ruddock name? denim ruddock the stationary stationary <laughs> salesman you won't sell many things if you stay still will you <laughs> very good gary Come on, bells, please. Yeah, that sorry, that deserved the tolling bells. So I miss. I sorry, I missed it. What, what? What was? What do you say? Go on, have a run up, Kerry. Well, he was a stationary salesman, Peter. You won't sell many things if you stand still. Okay, yeah, definitely the bells. You're right. Uh-huh. Um, okay, I should have got them here, haven't I? <laughs> the bells should be the fact that you don't understand. <laughs> The fact that you have to be told it was a joke means like it's a double bell, isn't it? I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure your two dedication to shit humour is really my fault. Um, that you know, me getting it or not is a secondary issue. So Jazza's accent threw me a curveball as well. Like I, mm. I felt like the actor should have done a shitter job. It didn't seem real to me that Jazza would be able to sort of slide into a such a convincing. Um, kind of like you know English Lothario voice, um, but it, but you know, did you think did you think that was uh, just another layer of implausibility to the whole nonsense, or am I did I did I not get it? Oh, it was definitely implausible. Uh, Role playing is not implausible, but doing that at work and actually a game. We spoke about this last week, didn't we? About Chris being a bit 
pressurising. Tracy was, no, 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 let's not do that. And he was like, he didn't force her to do it, but he kind of did a bit, didn't he? He did it by sort of making a challenge, didn't he? It was kind of like, you know, go mm. on, you're, you know, you're a, basically, not the exact words, but it's kind of like, you're a goer, you're a, you know, you're a fun person, so surely mm. this is, you know, up your street. And also, the it's like, it's too embarrassing to have noisy sex at my house, so let's risk your job. Yeah, that was very strange. And... Paul, I just felt for Tracy, really. And also, when it all went wrong, Jazza actually commented, well, where are we going to be able to have sex now then? (laughs) That was one of his main reactions to the fact that Oliver had discovered them and they couldn't use the hotel. Yeah. Can I just say, I've worked in a couple of hotels down under and staff using unbooked rooms for... That mm. is quite common. <laughs> is it, Matthew? Yes, it's not far-fetched at all. Like, I actually quite enjoyed that episode for the pure reason that it's... Uh, mm. it's Okay. It, it happens. Another thing that happens is that um, people who work in the hospitality sector will then go and work for another hotel. And if a bunch of you go out clubbing, and this is purely hypothetical... You just call your friend that now works at another hotel and they'll put you and a bunch of mates up in a room. Excellent. Free of charge that has, you don't have to pay for in the, move, the morning as long as you sneak out. Okay, I like the sound of that one. That's good. I mean, it's an empty room, isn't it? You know, that's not being used. But the first one definitely happens as well. But this one, because Tracy works there because of Oliver, it's the, it's the Tracy-Oliver relationship, isn't it, that makes this bad? I think it's taking the piss and an age and experience thing as well. If you're, mm. you know, that a big play was made about Tracy being responsible, not going to, you know, effing off to um, uh, uh, wherever it was, Madagascar, to with Roman, um, and you know she had to look <laughs> after her family. So she's not, she's not someone who's, you know, she's not, she's not a twenty-two-year-old who can just quickly mm. go and pick up another job, you know, or not, or just stay at living at home with mum and dad. She's, you know, she's the sole breadwinner mm. at home, looking after yeah. her family. And she knew it was wrong, didn't she? She knew it was wrong. She was like, no, 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 we can't do that, blah, blah, blah. Dramatically, you just knew that there would be a whoops, there go my trousers moment, didn't you? It was signalled that Oliver was bound. It was all going to go wrong and Oliver would discover. I thought he'd discover them at it, but he didn't. It was... Watch up, Jazza. Room for a little one. Come on. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, let's get Roy. You can go airtight, Tracy. Oh, Jesus Christ! Woo-hoo. You know, to take it to its logical conclusion, but it was. I thought. I mean, having said it was all a bit implausible and stupid, I did think that Oliver's pomposity was a bit overplayed. Mm. Wasn't he heartbroken though? Oh, yeah. do you think so? Well, do you remember early on in the Tracy and Jazza days, mm. he had he he had organised a pizza and beer night or something, and she got talking to Oliver about how he was very worried about Grey Gables and the mm. the pandemic and all of that stuff. And she stood Jazza up and she had dinner with, there was a point when she had dinner yeah. with him one night as well, wasn't it? Was that the same evening? I can't remember. And there was a lot of chat about how he does have feelings for Tracy, but obviously the age gap is a bit of an issue. And I felt when mm. Jazza came into bat for her on that phone call and said like, she's a pal and she's a mate coupled with his reaction where he was like, I can see exactly what's going on here. Mm. 
I think he was a little bit crushed. Yeah, but he knows that they're shagging at home. He knows. He doesn't want to see it right in front of him. Mm. It was an insult to him. Do you think he'd originally decided to sack her and then he changed his mind? No, I don't think it's a sacking offence necessarily. Yeah, it was a wrong, definitely a wrong thing to... Well, they weren't at it, were they? uh, Jazza was naked in the bed. That's it. Nothing more than that had happened, had it at that point. I think a final written warning is the right thing to do. Uh, I wouldn't have thought he would have wanted to sack her. Definitely. I mean, I know Matthew and his friends were having sex in pretty much every hotel um, they could lay their hands on for most of the 90s. It was the noughties. <laughs> thank, <you for> the, <laughs> thank you for the extra information, Matthew. But I, you know, I, I, I would have thought that was, I mean, I think it's, I think it's understandable that you, you know, it's the kind of perk that you might sort of, I think it's the kind of perk you know comes with a certain risk. What do you think, Matthew? You're the expert. Do you think you do you think when you and your mates were having sex in hotels uh, um, against the rules of the of the house that you, you you know you knew there was a potential job at risk? Or well, I have to be very careful what I say now. <laughs> <laughs> he got sacked for it. I did not get sacked. Um, <laughs> I got severely told off mm. once, and it wasn't official, and it wasn't yeah. it wasn't you know. We didn't go the full big Wednesday. Um, it was just like, you know, mm. uh, a tryst, shall we say. And it was actually the head chef that clocked it and called me into the back office and just said, like, uh, you know, just stop that. Because mm. if front of house, if food and beverage spot it and the hotel manager spots it, you're in big trouble. So it was fine. It's, it's, the, it's the meat locker, not your meat locker, Matthew. Just, you know, <laughs> find somewhere else. Yeah. But in, t- in terms of staying in other people's hotels, that was normally just a bunch of us going back after a heavy night and someone just d- did us a favour. But yeah, this this is a small village. She's an asset to the hotel. They are actually friends. It, it overstepped a mark, but I don't think it overstepped a mark enough for a sacking. Uh, I think this is all all right. And all it's doing is making us worry about the financial stability of Tracy and Jazza isn't it because they're both perilous at work at the moment that it's done that very very well I, mm. I mean I mean I am now terrified for them and I don't want um I don't want to have some appalling kind of sub Ken Loach um drama playing out for the next couple of months where we have to hear um Tracy and Jazza you know dealing with austerity Britain where they're both unemployed, yeah. Exactly. I don't think either of them will be unemployed. And I, my theory about Neil stepping down uh, so that Jazza ca- carries on at Barrow that I tweeted about, I reckon that could happen. And then and um, Susan did say, what about retirement? And I know he has said, I, I'm not ready yet to leave Barrow. I need to help it survive. He will help it survive, but I think he will step down. You'll beat your Michelle Yarwood this week um <laughs> kerry you got yeah. an accent for every female character and all of them good well i mean there was a lot of hints about because we, we've had mike tucker in there recently with mm. his pre-diabetes and stuff like this i don't like the way susan keeps saying to neil about you know your age and your health i was like oh mm. please wrap that guy in cotton wool take oh, him yeah. away from the pigs like we don't you know i mean no, I mean, if you told Neil he mm. was about to have a heart attack, he'd probably go, what? <laughs> <laughs> and lay an egg, it sounds yeah. like. Um, <laughs> yes. But the thing is, 
he sh- he maybe should retire and couldn't he be then hired on some sort of consultancy basis from time to time so he could you know keep him sweet and keep his knowledge going because people on twitter have sort of said jazza you know hopefully my prophecy will come true but people are doubting jazza's management prowess and i reckon you know this is all heading towards tracy and jazza just growing up living together and Jazza getting a job where he's got some responsibility. I mean, all they need is when when the vacancy comes up is for um, Denham Ruddock, pig expert, to come in <laughs> for the interview, and Neil will just uh, make it happen. There's a classic episode of Cheers where um, Norm can't manage his crew, so he develops an alter ego to make it happen. So that could, <laughs> you know, I mean, Cheers is Cheers is untouchably good. But uh... mm. at what point did you stop? What point did you give up on Cheers, or what point do you think it it lost the plot? Uh, I, I mean, I mean, I'm such a fan. I, I've I've watched the whole thing several times. You're the same age as me, Peter. So probably you remember Cheers in the same way I do, which means you were allowed to stay up late enough to watch it on Channel Four, whereas I didn't need permission. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kerry was a real tearaway two year old in those days. <laughs> I was thinking about that today when I, uh, how much older than you two I am. But anyway, yeah, Cheers is bloody great. The first episode is a masterclass in character introduction and setup. It's absolutely amazing. But I think, I think I've actually told a few Cheers stories on air before. So I'm going to, I'm going to pull back. Mm. I really hope that Jezza and Tracy do um, settle down and have a nice, quiet life because I, I, you know, you know, we've sort of talked in the past about how the Grundies, are just horribly pigeonholed as the kind of village um, mm. whipping horses and, you know, sort of like, you know, uh, um, uh, brain dead bumpkins. Mm. And I sort of, I'm, I'm worried that tra- uh, Jazza and Tracy might be taking over. Just say it, Peter, Trazza, 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 Trazza. And the thing is, they're again, working class people who are never actually apparently allowed to have anything nice happen. So uh, that needs to stop. And yeah. so these two, they should live together, surely by now. They're a proper, proper couple, aren't they? He should move in with Tracy, split the bills. It'll be fine. They can be as noisy as they like yeah. within reason because of the kids. But, um, yeah, I think that should happen. And, um, and, you know, our little Twitter community, it's a very kind of like echo chamber environment. Like, you know, we're all... Um, you know, obviously there are some different voices, but, you know, we're, we're a very particular type of listener. So I don't think it's necessarily true that all seven million, there's probably a large majority of people who can't stand some of the characters we love and cannot mm. see any value to Kate. But I, I still feel like that, you know, the, 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 the um, Tracy, Jazza, um, who's another good one, Joy, some of these characters, their kind of popularity um, in the real world needs to be reflected in the, in the, mm. in the village. They need to have a bit more heft. Like I want to yeah. see, I want to see, you know, Jazza putting his finger in Brian's chest and saying, "You back down," you know. Oh no, 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 no! That can't, that can't happen. <laughs> but but, Ch- oh, but okay, not Brian necessarily. I'm I should, I should have thought. But you know, but you know, like picking a fight and winning it—that's what I want to mm. see. I'm sorry, yeah. I, got, I got on my soapbox a little bit. Then I apologise. No, no. Welcome, comrade Peter. <laughs> 
Yeah, we'll have to cancel you, Peter. Don't don't tempt me, Matthew. Come on, with the Chelsea news this week, don't. <laughs> oh, she wasn't Sorry. in it this week. Uh, um, <laughs> anyway, what did you think of that silly old interview? I loved it. It was absolutely fantastic. Um, there was I was doing the tweet along um, because Kerry was, I think, um, mm. you know, in a rail siding somewhere between London and um, Brighton, and uh, uh, it was there was a lot of hate for Kate. Um, uh, while you know while it was going on was there that's interesting I really enjoyed that chucking them both together to see how they could pitch their ideas about rewilding were you able to look past the fact that it was obviously complete bollocks and would never happen in real life <laughs> I was I don't know why but I just really wanted to hear them try to uh battle I suppose I misheard Rex I thought he said um we'd like you to respond to each other's bitches <laughs> I thought they were just going to go head to head. It was tell you what, low blow by Kate to mention sustainable weddings in front of Kirsty, isn't it? <laughs> oh my god, I didn't even think of that. I mean, my first one didn't get out of the vestry, and <laughs> yeah. and after the other one, forty eight hours later, he was a slave master. <laughs> yeah, not sustainable at all. Yeah, I d- I d- honestly didn't twig that. But Kate was magnificently horrific, wasn't she, at the beginning? Mm. The, you know, Biff pre-interview, when she was um, really patronisingly saying that, um, you know, Kirsty's ideas about beavers, was it? Yeah, I mean, I don't know, Peter, Kerry, what do you think? Have you ever had um, experienced negative impact from the introduction of beavers? I can yeah. say, I can honestly say only once. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't tell us. <laughs> You know, it's, 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 um, I mean, we have, we have a fairly loose policy when it comes to our private lives and what we'll say on air, but I'm afraid that is, I probably wouldn't even tell you to. <laughs> it's really horrific. Oh, great. Oh. When she said that, is, is the bell ready, Peter? When Kate oh. said that, I was like, damn, girl. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, although, Matthew, your joke before um, does deserve some kind of opposite sound effect. Um, Can you play the uh, bell in reverse? <laughs> I can't. Don't make more work for me. No, no, it's okay. no, because yeah, and I'll have to put in some kind of time portally thing. We're and, not oh. the Beatles, Matthew. It was well. It was my bizarre idea to play the the xylophone backwards at the end, wasn't it? Which is great, isn't it? It's well, it's semi-satanic, isn't it? Yeah. Was it? Was that your idea? It was. Oh, okay. All right. I, 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 it's funny, isn't it? Because like how you. You forget these things because obviously when we set, you know, like, um, like, you know, any creative endeavor, um, which is obviously part of my my day life, day job as well, um, you get to the end of a project and it's remarkable how many people take credit for all kinds of stuff. Uh, and I would have sworn blind that I'd done that on my own. So it's good to know that I didn't. I mean, I'm not, I'm, you know, it's just interesting that I have in my head that was just obviously something I'd done. But I know a- I, it was nothing to do with me. Mm. <laughs> I don't think I've ever deleted a single message from our WhatsApp group, so who knows? Ooh. (laughs) Matthew's got all the receipts. I I didn't mean anything by that. I mean, I could go back and find it, but uh, yeah. February, February, March the 11th, 2019, (laughs) you called Kerry a dopey (laughs) and told her to go (laughs) f*** herself. Not once, but twice. Sent photos of my soft-boiled egg to Kerry. She called me a f***ing pussy. (laughs) Yes, rightly deserved. Yeah, Kate was protecting Phoebe from Kirsty's flaky ideas. 
She was being a twat, wasn't she? I do like the way they tied it off with the bow today, though, where, you know, mm. during the, oh, my God, never-ending goodbye to Phoebe, um, it was mentioned oh. that um, um, cursed, yes, good, the exact correct sound effect there, Kerry. Mm. Uh, they tied it off with a bow and, you know, showed that Kirsty had actually listened to Kate and some of Kate's ideas were, you know, as Peggy uh, predicted, you know, valuable. Kirsty was really generous in the interview as well, wasn't she? How she presented was, you know, uh, she complimented um, Kate, didn't she, during her own interview and was clearly streaks ahead. Um, but but for Kate to then say, I withdraw from the process and uh, Peggy was like, I'm very <laughs> proud of you. Uh, it ended perfectly. Oh, so Peggy and Kate, Peggy, do you know famously? They're the same um, people. <laughs> I'm getting Zelda from Terrorhawks, to be honest. <laughs> or from Peggy. Yeah. Yeah. I like that bit where, you know, she withdrew, as you said, Kerry. And then there was that moment where Rex just went, well, and I thought he was going to say, thank <laughs> for that, Peggy. <laughs> yeah. I have to lie to her face. <laughs> Yeah, that makes it all. He did literally say that makes it so much easier for us. Yes. Uh, yes, it does indeed. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Good old Kirsty, though. She was great. Yeah. And that moment where Kate and Phoebe were chatting tonight and, you know, mm. Kate said, well, Gran has a good, in- you know, Phoebe, you're going to do well. I know that, you know, mm. you, you said goodbye to Gran. Gran has a good instinct for these things. It was like, like did 20 years ago. Like Peggy went, you're going to be a cosmic twat, Kate. (laughs) (laughs) That is exactly what she is, isn't it? Yeah, the Phoebe goodbye was slightly torturous, wasn't it? This is confirmed, definitely, that obviously Kirsty's sticking around. And then we had to Mm. hear the uh, lengthy goodbye to to Phoebe. But, I mean, is that... I mean, I personally, I'm very glad it's that way around. Uh, I'm not, you know, I... I just realised that I, when they were doing the lengthy goodbye, mm. that I just—it's not that I don't care about Phoebe, but I don't, I don't, you know, I didn't feel any kind of like, you know, emotion or kind of. Uh, she won't be missed. We'll forget that she existed. I think. You know when they and I've said this before when they they kind of hint that someone's athletic because they hit a six and it's like oh you're supposed to just Im- immediately sort of it's inferred that they're sort of athleticism equals int- attractive in Archer's world, and you know it. Uh, uh, who was it, Alice? got a good degree and Phoebe went to Oxford. It's just like, so you're, it's like, oh, Phoebe is clever. Phoebe is valuable and worthwhile. It's like, well, she's never particularly struck me as being particularly clever or valuable or worthwhile. Just telling me she went to Oxford is not enough for me to buy into it. So I've always found her a bit kind of humdrum and drab. Yeah. Well, you've just got to look at the Tory party really, haven't you? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I mean, and also grow up in Oxford (laughs) and Cambridge, which I've done, which will very quickly teach you how stupid people who attend those two universities are. But anyway, I very rarely shout at the radio, well, at my phone, in fact, when I'm listening to The Archers. Hmm. I did it tonight where I kept on saying, for Scotland, (laughs) she's leaving for Scotland. It's not the other side of the world. Hmm. Is it really that big a deal that she's going to, uh, they did actually mention the specific area of Scotland, didn't they? Hmm. Was it Aberdeen? um, it wasn't Aberdeen. It was no. wasn't Strathclyde or something like that. No, it was north. It was north of Edinburgh in the Highlands. <laughs> yeah, north of Glasgow in the Highlands. Glasgow, isn't it? But, but Roy actually went as far as mentioning he the place did, last week, didn't he? But I can't. Aberdeen. I was going to say Aberystwyth, but that's Wales. <laughs> I think it began with an A. There, we're on the right track. Yeah, 
The worst mm. thing about this was I still I'm still getting notifications from Locomotive Plovdiv, and I've realised I'm <laughs> not even supporting the right Plovdiv because Botev Plovdiv are second in the table, and they beat Locomotive two one. I need a new team. Yeah, you do. Uh, what did you think about the parting gifts? It was weird that let's first of all the one that Roy got for a cashmere sweater that. Kate had already also got a cashmere sweater, but a different colour. Yeah. That, that was, I thought, what? The only what thing were they doing be... with all that? Because you're going to Scotland and it's cold. I think mm. it's that lazy. Is it? But that for those two to get the same gift, I think they were meaning how, I well, I read more into that than probably I should have done about them both being very kind of close. Intuitive parents. To Phoebe, yeah. It was, okay. oh, I don't know, it's probably bollocks. Uh, and then Phoebe got them a bloody goldfish each. I know. That, I mean, what? A, and then named them um, after each other. And they have to look, they look after each other. I mean, I tell you what, I mean, they stole our thunder a bit when Kate said, I give, I give your goldfish about a week. I mean, the thing is, Kate's married to a quite cold vet. I reckon she's going to come home one day and Jacob's going to be like, uh, long story short, Roy had early onset fin rot and he's in the bin. What, the person? <laughs> <laughs> but the bit I didn't get about that was when in Phoebe's note it said, <clears throat> the fish on the left-hand side of the bowl is Roy and the fish on the right hand is Kate. Was that a joke? Or... She'd superglued them, I think. Yeah, <laughs> They were like on skewers or something. Yes. I didn't understand that. I perhaps heard it wrongly. I was on a train. It's just, just classic Phoebe. Just classic Phoebe, crazy sense of humour. Was it? Was that what it was? Okay. bit late to introduce Phoebe being a, in a chuckle merchant the, the very moment she's leaving the show. I know. I think I just recently followed the actress on Twitter as well. So, you know. Oh. She, and now you're leaving. It's the curse of the cider shed. <laughs> You're looking for a new um you're looking for a new crush, aren't you? Now Fallon's turned into an absolute nightmare. She Fallon has not. Fallon is saying everything we've all <laughs> been thinking. You can tell how pissed off Matthew is, can't you? Well, yeah, before the show, Matthew, you used a phrase which is where someone's so kind of like stuck in their mindset they can't get out of it. What was it you said? Uh, a self sealing um conspiracy. Well, Doctor Heal thyself. Um look at <laughs> so hang on what did fallon do wrong this week all right she's been a bit harsh on amy we all want to do that she told amy to bugger off we've all wanted to do that she said i don't want to hear from you anymore amy we've all felt that i open the floor <laughs> i rest my case I've, I've already hinted at my feelings Kerry. what do you where do you sit somewhere conveniently in the middle conveniently uh no i don't think so i'm on fallon's side oh okay but people are saying that fallon's kind of changed personality aren't they fallon's quite a fiery character i can accept it when she gets quite cross you know like it, it's, it would be weird for me to be up to having liked fallon for this long to suddenly be kind of astonished that she can kind of like you know bear a grudge or get a little bit sort of um angsty but i think what it is is just the sort of cognitive dissonance where she has so um, uh, she's gone on such a journey to forgive Alice and rebuild her relationship with Alice, given what Alice did with Harrison, that it, it, 
it seems weird that she's being so kind of binary mm. in her, her assessment of um, Amy's situation. And especially when Amy very, um, you know, quite coherently explained her position that, you know, she was aware of her guilt. She was aware she should be guilty, but she was also, you know, at a loss. I mean, this is where the plausibility gets even more shot down. <laughs> you know, the tractor beam of Chris's, you know, powerful, um, animal magnetism was just too you know, much for her to resist. Kerry, you going first? Well, I w- what I would like to do, which we don't normally do on this podcast because we're not a certain other podcast, but I'd like to read a tweet which I thought was quite funny about this personality change aspect. And it's by Bagwaller. And that it was from today about, and, well, I'll just read the tweet. They are sharing personalities on a rotor system. Kate went into the interview like conniving Hannah, and then in brackets, hate, because it's Kate and Hannah, but emerged as Fallon. Fate. Fallon was bonkers like Kate. Callan. <laughs> and angry like Hannah. Hallen. And Hannah <laughs> was briefly nice like Fallon. Fanar. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody brilliant. I think that's absolutely spot on. I mean, that's yeah. because it's, I, uh, um, I, it basically said it coalesced all of my thoughts over the last couple of weeks mm. into one perfect and, you know, hilariously written little kind mm-hmm. of um, uh, uh, bit of prose. Yeah, just yeah. exactly. Hannah's gone weird. Fallon's gone weird. It's just, it's all, and Kate's gone weird and, and all in an entertaining way. And, I, mm-hmm. and obviously, Matthew, you know, I'm not going to risk our friendship by, you know, not giving Fallon a second, third, fourth, fifth, or, uh, you know, I'll wait till you give up on it before I do. But, but it just, it, it just seemed a bit much for me. But anyway, uh, but um, did you notice Kerry, uh, Matthew sort of said grimly, I'll let you go first, Kerry. <laughs> no, it, no, there's not really much to follow. I, I think everything, everything Fallon feels was summed up in one line where she said to Amy, I can't be your confidant. Yes. She's totally fucked in this situation, isn't she? Mm. Because she's damned either way. Mm-hmm. She knows. Does she tell Alice? Or does she protect Amy and she, does she protect Chris? And there was that moment where she she was about to tell Alice. Yeah. And she said, like, she's always been there for me. And Fallon said, Alice... And then Alice said something about, I went to dark places. Mm. And Fallon just pulled back, didn't she, and said, uh, I know. Yeah. And also, when Alan, when, sorry, Amy was. When Alan. Yeah, when Alan, <laughs> they all begin with A. When Amy was talking to Fallon and sort of, I don't like this situation. Fallon actually said, Are you okay? Have you got a tissue? I yeah. thought she was going to say, "Do you?" Because she was being so tough love with her. She was like, "Do you have a tissue?" And Amy was going, "No, I don't." She was like, "What well, tough shit?" Yeah, or shove loads of them in her throat or something. <laughs> yeah. that bit, she went to the cafe and she was like, "I can't talk to you, Amy. I'm too busy." And she went, "But there's nobody here." And she was like, <laughs> with a siren voice. When we pr- when because um, we do uh, do a little proof listen to the podcast before it goes out and Kerry had this theory last week that Amy goes up and down 
Mm. when she's talking. And you sounded a bit like Les Dennis doing uh, Mavis from Coronation Street. <laughs> I didn't really know. Yeah. But, <laughs> and I thought this, and maybe this is part of the attraction for Chris, sounds a bit like a horse. Woo! So maybe that's why kind of, you know, maybe like uh, he's got mm. some weird fetish as she falls asleep. He's going to start hammering horseshoes into her salts. I really hope he does hammer. <laughs> she won't be able to get down those steps in yeah, clip clopping down the treacherous yeah. step. You'd, you'd be able to hear her coming then, wouldn't you? Oh, that's how oh. you can avoid her because you'd hear her clopping. That's what I meant. Not anything else. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, on Fallon's side, the wor- the worst bit about Fallon this week, I thought, was that silly old scene where there was Alice, Fallon and Amy together. Alice totally didn't know what the hell was going on. And Fallon was really just getting annoyed with everything oh, Amy was saying. I loved and it. Ali- yeah, because <laughs> we get annoyed with everything Amy's saying as well. Um, and obviously to Alice, it was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Why are you being so weird? And then Amy went, oh, I've got to go. I've uh, suddenly remembered I need to be somewhere else. Yeah, she's got, she, every weekend, or no, every every weekday, she has to cook um, Alan and Usha dinner, doesn't she? <laughs> <laughs> I've got to go. Just suddenly remembered I've got to cook them dinner mm. again. And also, she's gone to Nottingham to help her friend study maternity, not maternity exams, uh, midwifery exams. Um and as Peter pointed out earlier, she's left the dogs to be dog walked by who? Well, Elvis has left the building. <laughs> yeah, has Peter gone to sleep? <laughs> I was just thinking the um, the listeners might think I've been kicked off the pod for um, anti Fallon comments earlier on. No, no, I'm here. I was just I was just enjoying you guys chatting. You know, it does Aww. happen occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Good one. Uh, no, oh, come on, no, come on, Kerry. That was that wasn't so. That wasn't too bitchy, was it? No. I don't think so. Oh God, no, not at all. No, God, no. It'll take more than that, love. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, this is the thing. This is the thing. I'm so I'm so tired and beaten down by life, Kerry. This is how oversensitive I've gotten that I've, I've I even questioned the warby skin. The you know the high. I'll give you I'll give you a right big hug when I meet you, possibly on April the first, if oh, you can come yeah. along. That'll be crazy. I just can't get my head around actually. You know, I've seen <laughs> Kerry. I've listened to Kerry. I've never smelt Kerry. This is. Am I ready for the combination of Chanel and beef dripping, uh, or yeah. hit my nostrils at the same time? It's going to be. <laughs> well, Matthew liked the smell of me, so yeah, Tommy you, girl loved yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I got a a new bottle given to me by Mimi uh, for my birthday last Saturday, amongst other tremendous gifts. She's she's a gift giver extraordinaire, but she actually arranged for some cider shed merch to be made for me as presents. There was a beautiful coaster of the us three, you know, our brilliant logo that you made, Peter. And she made a book within which are our five-star reviews. I mean, and then she kept reading them out during my birthday. Good grief. My ego was well stroked that day. Kerry, I mean, elephant in the room. I spent 500 quid on that cameo from Brian Ferry, for sake. Oh, my God, that was so funny. It. I'm sorry it took me so long to come across it, but um, and I did, but I was in birthday mode and then you had to nudge me towards it. It was 
tremendous. You're singing. I mean, Brian's singing. <laughs> well, I mean, Kerry, you've let the cat out of the bag here because it was a couple of people actually spotted it was me singing and not Brian. <laughs> but I think I did such a peerless, unassailable version. I've had a couple of people DM me to say they'll never listen to Roxy music again on the back of that. So I think oh. I did I did a really good job. Well, they're idiots. <laughs> Whoever they are. Did you see that, Peter? I did. Um for people who no, it it was it was a fantastically done. Production values were not quite as high as Matthew's, <laughs> the quality of Matthew's voice. Um if you want to picture you think kind of like um uh but also comedy values and production values very much like Vic and Bob. So kind of very found object style kind of props. It was like a it was it was it a picture of Brian Ferry with then the mouth kind of on like a cocktail stick or something. I've kept the original <laughs> props and I will give them to Kerry in person at some oh, point. Thank you. It was so brilliant. His mouth just going up and down, up and down. It it was literally I just cut a bit out of his mouth. I double printed it and then just pulled it up and down on oh, a piece of card. I am honoured. Thank you for your efforts. Vic and Bob meet Terry Gilliam's um, uh, animation mm. for Monty Python would be the best way. Yeah. Oh, it was yes. absolutely that, yeah. So, guys, I think we have um, yet again done a fantastic job, I mean, an impeachably good job of uh, covering A Week in the Archers. That's what we're here for. Um, if people want to continue the conversation on Twitter, where do they go, Kerry? Um, yeah, at the Cider Shed Pod is where you'll find us on Twitter. Still edging towards that 2,000 followers. Honestly, we've had loads um, joining us this past week bloody tremendous so keep that Things coming are going well aren't they yeah they are very good and matthew um you're doing fine work on instagram and facebook i believe yes we are the same handle as twitter on instagram at the cider shed pod and we have a facebook group called the cider shed podcast had some lovely new messages there this week um nina just found us and is going back through our back issues if that's the word and enjoying them and laughing a lot so um clearly she's uh <laughs> she's insane <laughs> <laughs> no we love you nina thanks that was a lovely message we've had a whole bunch of new five-star reviews so thank you so much to people who have contributed to those they were without words so anyone who's brave enough to add comments to a five-star review go for it it's much appreciated. Um, and uh, we have had, I think I said, I think I hinted earlier on um, that we've had some really good numbers recently. We've had another little bump in listenership and um, we were already very happy with the way things were going, but it's been a fantastic couple of weeks and I, I'm feeling very buoyed, very excited, especially when given the crudity of some of the last couple of podcasts, the fact that people keep on listening is, um, uh, you know, very heartening. Um so, um, guys, we will be back again next week, all three of us, I think. Um, actually, when, uh, that's that's the point. When when when's someone disappearing? When's the next person off? I don't even know. Ooh. Are you pitching for a week off, Peter? I think it's the 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 full set for a while, isn't it? So yeah. So um, please listen again next week. Thank you so much as always, and um, have a good one. See you next week. See you in room two ten, everyone. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> a filthy beast. <laughs> Hang on.